Gear up as Katz Miller and his team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. My name is Cash Miller. I am the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. Today, we're going to be talking about cold calling. It's not something we've covered before, and I'm really excited. I got with me Robert Poole. He's with Total Business Results. He's been doing cold calls for years. It's what his company focuses on. And it is an often, especially in today's digital age, an overlooked area of marketing because we know how it goes. Let's say there's a lot of robo stuff, but there is a way to do cold calling correct. Robert, it is great to have you on. Tell us a bit about yourself, your business, and what you guys do. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Cash. Um, again, my name is Robert Poole with Total Business Results. We have um, been in business uh, about 22 years now or so. Um, we do B2B cold calling, appointment setting, lead generation. Uh, so we don't do any work with consumers. Um, and uh, excited to talk about this topic because you're right, Cash. Uh, it, in today's world of digital marketing, uh, sometimes we forget about some of the, the quote, old school things. And uh, um, we can we can talk a little bit about that. And, um, and to give you a sneak peek, uh, the answer is yes. Uh, cold calling is very much relevant and still very effective in the right scenarios. So uh, glad to be here. Cool. Yeah. You know, talk to me or talk to our audience, as it were, uh, the uh, the evolution of cold calling, because, you know, like um, it's been around, you know, I think what is it Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross and stuff. They <laughs> call, you know, like it's been it's been around forever as a tactic. But, you know, digital came along. And of course, we've got this problem with robo dialers and things mm -hmm. and the messages that everybody get. Yeah, and it can make it harder. So talk to us about the evolution, what, you know, from where it was from when you got started to where it's now. Yeah, absolutely. And um, my background, I, I got started originally, this was back in the mid 90s. Um, I, when I got out of the army, my first um, positions were sales positions. And at the time, you know, when you're starting out as a young man, uh, and you don't have tons of money, you know, you can't advertise and uh, things like that. So uh, what do you do? You pick up the telephone. That was cheap. Mm -hmm. And um, I've done both uh, business to business and residential at the time. And um, that that whole residential thing or consumer based uh, cold calling, as far as I'm concerned, has been totally phased out. Um, pretty much what's remaining is, yeah. as you said, robocalls and scams. Uh, but it, it it got a very bad reputation because of if you know, you're old enough to remember what it's like to get a phone call when you're at the dinner table, so to speak, mm -hmm. um, you know, all day long. Yeah. Uh, very annoying. And that's why the government had to step in with the do not call list and things like that. Um, and so that um, that's pretty much gone. Uh, other than, like I said, you, you get those those scam type of things, um, unfortunately. But um, but calling businesses is, is a whole different animal. And we kind of stumbled onto it. We were we were actually a website design company back in the okay. late 90s. For, that was our first company my business partner and I founded. Mm. And uh, we did it for a couple of years, but it was all done with local businesses cold calling. Um, and we kind of, um, we basically started using remote work from home callers. Way, you know, now it's common, everybody works remote, but then it was not. Um, mm. It was a very strange thing. And, and uh, but we, did, we didn't have any money for an office or a call center or anything like that. So, um, so we started doing that and we found that there was our clients asked several masses, Hey, can we borrow your cold callers, you know, to set appointments yeah. for us? And, uh, well, okay. And so we, 
it eventually found there was more demand for uh, our cold calling than there was for our website design. So, uh, <laughs> so, so we got to make the switch over as a company, mm -hmm. founded a new company, Total Business Results, and, um, and have been doing it ever since. And but uh, to, you know, to answer your question about um, the transition and how it's changed, it's you know, technology is a big part of it. You know, back when I first started out, it was very much manual dials. Um, you know, as you can imagine, yeah. and there there were some call centers, large, you know. Fortune 500 companies, et cetera, that would be able to afford call centers as they were coming on, the, the auto dialers and all that. Uh, but it wasn't something that the average person could use. And so that that's changed over the years. And, and now it's so cheap that individual people, you know, for 50 bucks a month can use some sort of dialer that, that yeah. takes all that manual punching out of it. Um, you know, and so I think that's one of the big shifts. Um, and but I think also the the focus, as you mentioned, people think about digital marketing because it's such a huge part of marketing these days. Um, people think about that and they kind of forget about and they think, well, you know, cold calling is in old school. We don't need that anymore or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but there is a segment of our clients anyway, from our experience, we did a as an example, we did a um, uh, a study on a survey with our clients. I think this was maybe two or three years ago. And our, our clients tend to be older demographics, you know, so I would say average is like 42. Um, so it's okay. not your, your 18 year olds, but, um, but we did a, a survey and seven, 60, what was it? 67% of them um, did not use social media like at all, mm. um, you know? And so we realized, oh, you know, and that's the primary reason why I believe that, that cold calling still works is because a lot of particularly with, with business with small business owners in particular because we're so busy that you know most of us are not checking our facebook all day long so to speak you know right. um and so there is certainly a place for for that for those people that are not as heavy social media users because how else do you get to them um so there's um and but at the same time what's changed is that people were used to getting cold calls in the old days now they're not so much used to it so it's kind of like oh this is unique i'm not used to being called by somebody yeah and i'm not used to talking to a human i'm used to being you know getting emailed to death you know with uh you know <laughs> hey can i can i have 15 minutes you know that i don't know how many subject lines i've seen like that you know oh, <laughs> uh, I, I tell you, I, yeah i'll tell you the uh the email thing is a uh, quick question yeah that is the, exactly. the subject line of like every freaking email i'm I'm going to, I want to do a LinkedIn rant just about not asking that, you know, putting that in your subject line. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I, I probably got 15 of those this morning. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, you know, we're, we're getting bombarded with all these other areas. And so mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, when we get a call from a human, it's like, Hey, you know, this is, uh, this is interesting, you know, um, it, you know, it's not a panacea. It doesn't work for everyone in every situation, but it's like all marketing, you know, for the right audience in the in the right way, um, you know, if it's targeted properly, it can be very effective. So, uh, and it kind of flies under the radar because people are so excited about you know the digital marketing aspect of it. So, uh, yeah, so that, it, that's kind of what it's been through. Yeah, it um, makes me wonder. So, you know, in your experience, because you mentioned um, that some people, because it's become more unexpected, if it's you know to receive a call. So, if it's unexpected. Is it because the number of companies advertising, you know, like using cold calling as a method to reach people has declined over the years? I, I think that's probably part of it. Um, and I think, I don't, I don't know if it's as much 
I mean, that's a factor I would imagine. I don't have any hard data, but that would be a, you know, uh, makes sense to me. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just the perception. Uh, it is a little bit of shiny object syndrome, meaning, uh, you know, everybody, what's the new marketing thing? I mean, you know this in your business. Yeah. You know, what? You know, oh, it's Facebook ads. No, it's YouTube ads. Uh, no, yeah. it's uh, content. It's, you know, know. Um, and so we go through these phases and, and people just want to jump from thing to thing. And, um, you know, so I, I think that's why it flies under the radar a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, as I said, it for the right situation, the right industry and, you know, uh, it can be very effective. Well, you know, I ask because I know in the in the print mailing sector, mm-hmm. things have changed quite a bit. There was a time we used to get a ton of, you know, junk mail, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like bombarded with it. Well, I've talked to a number of people actually in the last couple of years where print has become it's kind of resurging a bit because of the fact that less people are doing it, less companies mm-hmm. are sending out stuff. So it's becoming more effective again because it's not saturated. So people are more opt apt to actually look at what they receive in their mail because there's less of it. It's not buried. Yeah. You know, you're not getting, you know, like, you know, 10 credit card offers a week or, you know, because like, you know, it's like I say, we're just not getting as much. And if you don't, if you don't feel like you're buried, you actually might take a little more time to look through it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wonder with cold calling is I'm not buried in cold calls anymore. I'm not getting like all these, you know, unsolicited calls out of the blue. And so I'm more more likely to take the call mm-hmm. yeah, because I don't feel like I'm being harassed. Like, say, most of the harassment now is robocalls and stuff. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. Um, and I think that that is a big part of it. Um, because it's like, you know, it's like any marketing or sales, you know, what's the first thing you do? You've got to get a hook, you know, a very good one. Yeah. And when you're competing like in advertising, whether it's online or, or print or whatever, uh, as if you're deluged with things, as you said, it's much harder to stand out. Whereas if it's a smaller amount, um, then it's, it's a little bit easier to stand out, so to speak, to get that that hook. Yeah. Uh, so I think that it probably is a, a, a factor in that as well. So, yeah. yeah okay. Great. Huh. Let's talk misconceptions because cold calling... I say it's it's one of those things, you know, that like, you know, if you've ever done cold calling, you know, one of the things is it's, it tends to be very tedious. A lot of people don't, you know, you bring up that term and people will run for the hills if you're if if they think you're going to about to ask them to do it. You know, they're like, yeah, you know, if you had a group of 20 people, you'd have like, you know, half of them would be like, OK, kind of listen. And half would be trying to find an exit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's. Because it's got a certain perception to it, not just receiving, but doing it, you know, Mm -hmm. actually, you know, because everything, you know, talk to any like sales leader and it's going to be, well, it's a numbers game. So if you, you know, the more you hammer, you know, the more you're going to, you know, get through. So go through some of these misconceptions so that people understand, okay, this is what it's really like. And this is, you know, um, and they have a better understanding of it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think it's, uh, there's a couple things. Um, Number one, uh, I, I think it, it goes back to to sales in general. I think a lot of people, when you talk about sales, uh, some of those people are running out of the room as well. They go, oh, I can't sell, you know, um, and yet they don't realize that they're selling all day long to everybody they talk to. Right. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit of a mindset. But um, I think the the major perception issue is a cultural thing that 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 is left over from those days of being getting those calls, you know, at night or getting robo calls or getting you know, we, yeah. we equate the B2C um, work to B2B, and it, but it, yet it's completely different. It's not the same thing. 
you know, a professional calling another professional, you know, um, having somebody call into a, a physician's office to talk to the office manager about their billing system is a completely different call than somebody calling to sell you some vitamins or whatever while you're at mm -hmm. dinner. Um, and I, but that perception is held over a little bit. Um, and uh, I also think that uh, a lot of times people think that sales and prospecting are the same thing. But as you mentioned, you know, it, cold calling is a very uh, rote thing um, activity and it takes yeah. a certain mindset and prospecting and cold calling is completely different from selling. Um, it's, it's two different skill sets. So a lot of people, you know, um, focus on the sales aspect. I'm a great salesperson, whatever. Um, you can't just jump on the phone because it's a different skill set. Uh, mm -hmm. and you know and expect to have success so they they jump on and make a few calls and you know they get very whoo you know i can't do this and they're running out of the room like you said so i think one of the the misperceptions is that sales and cold calling are the same thing because uh, they're not it's it's two different skill sets and but it's a skill set that anyone can learn um mm -hmm. you know uh, one of the you know and we can talk about it later but uh, you know some of the 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 wrong ways to do it you know make it um give that perception of why it's so bad why people hate it you know uh not to mention like i said the cultural thing uh you know my business partner i used to joke you know early on they said you know uh as far as uh you know how people look at you know cold calling and telemarketing uh there's you know there's drug dealers uh and then there's you know <laughs> uh, adult film producers and then there's telemarketers you know and so <laughs> it's kind of kind of like you know we're at the bottom of the barrel you know um yeah. but again you know it's that societal perception i think is probably the biggest thing uh, is a yeah. misconception of, of what b2b cold calling is all about uh, specifically. Right. yeah the perception is it's right in there with used car salesmen right you know <laughs> yeah maybe even lower yeah, yeah 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 but but it's really you know it's not really that that way and you make a really interesting point um Cold calling and selling are not the same thing because on the cold calling side, I mean, you know, what is your ultimate goal when you're like, you know, you've got staff that, the, you know, this is what they do all day. What is their goal? You know, when they make the call, what's the thing they're trying to achieve? Uh, in most cases, uh, they're trying to, they're, if I'm going to boil it down, it's getting a prospect's attention uh, is what it's all about uh, because you can't have a sales conversation if somebody's not listening. Uh, right. You know, that's why a good hook in marketing is so important, because if they don't, you know, uh, if they're not paying attention, they're going to miss your whole message. So cold calling is about getting somebody's attention. And that may mean uh, getting their attention enough that they're interested in finding out more, whether that's um, getting more information about your product or service, whether that's, OK, I'm willing to talk to somebody on the phone or, hey, I'm interested enough to meet somebody for 10 minutes in person. Uh, so, I mean, it depends on, the, of course, the product or service mm -hmm. and the, the client, all that. But um, it really is about um, getting them to give their attention to you. Uh, and it's the first step before you can sell. I always I always say that, you know, yeah. um, you know, the whole hook story close thing, for instance, that the the first two steps that the hook and the story are marketing and the closing part is the sale, getting somebody to do something. Um, and so, uh, it's more of the, the marketing side of it and less of the sales side, in my opinion. Yeah. That, and that's kind of what I wanted you to be able to like break down because it's, you know, you're not trying to necessarily on the call, make the sale. You're just trying to get potentially to another actual set appointment where they're willing to hear you out. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, assuming you get someone on the phone 
Okay. You get the right person. How long is that? Because you're not trying to make a sale. So how long are you actually talking to that person? It, it can be very quick, uh, you know, one to two minutes uh, sometimes. Um, yeah. You know, um, obviously it, it depends, uh, you know, on what you're calling about, um, but, and, you know, the how the person is receptive on the other end. But, you know, uh, people make, you know, uh, things very difficult on themselves sometimes, but really all we're doing is saying, hey, you know, this is me just because it's, well, one, you know, maybe we can talk about this, but, you know, um, when when you first call somebody and you say, you know, hey, my name's Cash and, you know, I'm with uh, Digital Titan, you know, they didn't even hear what you said uh, and right. they don't care. So, <laughs> um, but we have to do that just because it's the courteous thing to do. Um, so, you know, introduce yourself quickly and then use that hook to get their attention, you know, something that uh, gets them to go, what did they just say? Um, you know, and then at that point, once they're listening, then you can say basically, how is this possibly going to benefit me? Why am I even listening to you? Um, and then once you cross that bridge, then you can ask for, you know, the appointment or a future phone call or future, you know, something. But it's, the whole process is very quick. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people, um, you know, we have a lot of clients come to us and they think, hey, I've got this great script I want you to use, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, it's like six pages long, you know, and, <laughs> and we're, we're like, you know, um, because what typically people think, you know, is like, Oh, I'm just going to call and say, hey, you know, I'm, my name is Robert, Total Business Results, and we've been in business for 22 years. You know, we've worked with, you know, Fortune 500 companies and small businesses, and we won award of the year, and we've done this, and we click, you know. Um, yeah. And it's because people, you're interrupting them, and so you've got to get to the point very quickly. Um, and, it, you know, as I mentioned, you know, it can be a minute literally because all you're doing is interrupting them enough to pique their interest to get them to go oh okay i want to talk further about this um you know and that sort of thing so it can be very quick uh, again that depends on the the situation of course but in general it's a pretty quick thing okay so i want to i if you don't mind i want to put you on the spot sure yeah okay so i have a full service digital marketing agency okay that's that's my business but i what would your cold call be if i was you know, an, a business owner that could use that service, you know, or you think anyway, what, how would you pitch that, you know, in real quick, you got me on the phone. What would you say? I'm just curious if I could, you know, cause I know yeah. at 22 years, you should probably be able to do this like right <laughs> off the top of your head right. of something that way people can understand what it would sound like. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, it'd be something like, Hey, um, you know, this is uh, Robert uh, with uh, Di uh, Digital Titan. You know, I'm, I'm calling because, um, you know, we worked with a company down the street that was um, that totally got taken by their digital media. They were told that, you know, they were going to get all kinds of, um, you know, uh, great results with her, but they were oversold that and they got burned and we were able to step in and, and help them. So, um, you know, save, you know, a ton of money or, or you know, something to that effect. And, you know, um, I wanted to know if you, uh, if you had a few minutes uh, you know, later this week that we could talk to you about how, you know, we might be able to do the same thing for you. Um, you know, is uh, Thursday good for you? Maybe around two o'clock or, or morning's better for it. I can do nine o'clock, you know, too. Um, so it's, uh, it's, again, it's very quick. It's mm -hmm. getting, it's letting them doing, giving them some reason to pay attention. I, somebody lost something, which is one of our biggest fears as humans. Gotcha. Uh, they lost business because they spent a bunch of money with this company that, you know, um, you know, ripped them off or didn't do a good job and, uh -huh. you know, have bad taste in their mouth, but we were able to come in and save them. We were the solution. Um, you know, maybe you've gone through a similar because most of us in business have been burned by one vendor at, you know, at one time or the other. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were able to provide that solution and 
hey, we just want a couple of your minutes of your time to show you what we did, you know. Um, and so typically that type of um, outline of a call uh, typically works well because you're not wasting a lot of time. You're getting their attention. And if they're if they're in that mentality where they're thinking, Boy, I just wish I had used somebody or I, I wish I could have, find somebody I could trust, uh, it's going to resonate with that crowd. Yeah, no, that's a great example. What do you do about gatekeepers? Because that's often, you know, like if you call my business, it's going to be extremely hard to get to me. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's so how do you handle or how do the callers, you know, what are your recommendations for handling those situations? Because, you know, you're going to run into gatekeepers. And also the other thing would be so um, voicemails and stuff, you know, if you're going to if you end up going to voicemail, how do you deal with that? Yeah, um, I, uh, I'll deal with the voicemail first. Um, in my opinion, it's a waste of time. Uh, a lot of people do it, uh, but uh, they say, well, you know, if you're already on the line, you know, you're listening to the message, you might as well just leave a message. Uh, but to me, that's wasting time that you could be calling somebody else. Uh, okay. And the, li the likelihood, we've done studies on this, the likelihood of somebody calling back based upon a voicemail, if it's a legitimate voicemail, um, you know, meaning you're not telling the person, hey, you know, um, your, your kids are in an accident at school, you know, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're being truthful with them. The, the results just aren't there. So I, I don't personally recommend it. But, you know, some people are well, big fans of it, you know, I, you know. I, I ask you this, like, it's, yeah, we know they're probably not going to call back. But does it help at all from the, you know, kind of the remembrance so you call the same person again another day you know day later and maybe they're more you know more likely to take the call either because they're not going to recognize the number but maybe they did listen to the voicemail whether they returned it or not you know like um for example i had a guy he actually connected with me on linkedin okay he got my phone number off of linkedin and then he actually gave me a cold call yeah he's um oh he uh does, it's a staffing company and uh, so he gave me a cold call. Now I didn't return it, but I did listen to it. And actually, then he messaged me on LinkedIn. And because of the cold call, I recognized that, you know, just enough of the name to say, I think it's the guy that called me. You know, I didn't remember for certain, but I'm like, I think it is, you know. And so I did actually reply, you know, to him on LinkedIn. So I just wonder yeah. about that, you know, because there's a sense of familiarity just from the message or even multiple messages that maybe you answer something else, you know, another call yeah. or some, something else. To regard I think the, yeah, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. And, and that's a good example. And I think the, the difference in, in what I'm talking about versus that situation is that that salesperson uh, contacted you in a different uh, channel mm -hmm. uh, in a different yeah. way. Uh, and so you were kind of hit with multiple areas. And if he, if all he'd done was leave a voicemail, he never contacted you via LinkedIn, you probably wouldn't have responded. Um, yeah. And it, yes, in the in the branding sense, uh, name familiarity is good, but um, it's just from a return on investment, return on your time. Uh, I've always found that the best thing is to make another call because there is somebody who is waiting for you to call. And that's one of the things that, that helps uh, keep you going when you're calling. Mm. Um, you've got to get through. Gotcha. So the more time you're wasting with things that are not really paying off, you're not getting to that person that's waiting for you to call because uh, they're out there. Uh, so right. I tend to, you know, avoid those things. But but it also depends on the situation. You know, if, you know, um, if he's calling, like I'm going to use that salesperson as an example. If he if his market, he's got 2000 digital marketing companies 
um, nationwide that he's calling, um, you know, that's a that's a pretty small number really in the, in the long run. So he can tend to be more focused. He can email yeah. you. He can hit you on LinkedIn. He can do multiple, th you know, because sure. the payoff of getting to you is so much higher um, versus, you know, if you've got a hundred thousand businesses that fit your criteria, yeah, probably, you don't have the time to do that extra work. So if that right. makes sense. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. So what what do you do about the gatekeeper problem? Yeah, and and the gatekeeper um, is one of those things too, where um, you know it's it's one of those uh, it, everything works sometimes and nothing works all the time. So um, you know you're you're only going to get it through a percentage, like you said, very difficult to get through to you, and quite frankly, very difficult to get through to me. Most likely, you won't get through to me, yeah, uh, unless it's a mistake, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and and that's okay. Uh, because there are, but there are a lot of businesses and a lot, and again, it depends on, you know, the, the size of the company and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. sure. um, but there's, there's a lot of businesses where you actually can get, I mean, some business owners pick up the, the phone themselves if they're smaller businesses mm -hmm. or, you know, or, you know, their spouse is answering the phone or, you know, um, so the, it, it, it varies, but um, it is a numbers game. Uh, but w we have different techniques depending on the industry and the product and everything. Uh, to get through to gatekeepers. But one of the, the biggest things is, you know, one, you come through authority, but you also come through um, as this sounds, you know, obvious, but you come through as a nice person. Um, you're having a conversation, you're calling as a mm -hmm. friend, uh, if and, um, you know, but at the same time, not being salesy. So uh, if you can win over a gatekeeper, um, that you don't know if that person is the you know, a personal assistant to the business owner or, right. you know, the business owner's daughter, you know, um, in other words, that person may have a lot of sway over the business owner. So uh, I've, I've seen it time and time again, which is why I mentioned it, that people will call and, you know, and they're kind of condescending to the gatekeeper. Like you're just the lowly, you know, yeah, yeah you don't want to do that. <laughs> no. And uh, it, it always, it amazes me, but you, you wouldn't believe how common it is because people call our company and do that. Um, we, uh, you know, maybe this is too much information, but we have all female employees, not on purpose. It just happens mm -hmm. to be right now. Um, and sometimes we'll have guys call in and, you know, kind of, you know, I hate to say it, but they'll do put the man on the phone type of attitude. And, you know, so when you're when you're condescending like that um, or you don't realize the power of the gatekeeper, that's going right. to get you in trouble. Um, so but that is said, like I said, that should be obvious. That should be a given. But, um, you know, other things you do again, it comes back to a hook and why should they listen to you? Why should they, you know, vouch for you with their boss, so to speak? Yeah. And so, you know, we'll do things uh, and a lot of times it's crazy stuff, you know, I'll, you know, if you didn't know, you know, the, the, the owner of the company by name, you know, you might call up the, the, the receptionist and say, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm calling for the uh, most important person in the company, mm -hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden their brain is spritzing out. They're going, okay, is he talking about the owners? Is he talking about, <laughs> you know, the sales manager, you know, and, uh, and then you complete the sentence and say, oh yeah, you. And, uh, you know, and suddenly, you know, they can't uh, that's funny. on the other end, you know, and um, yeah. it jolts them out. So you're starting off that conversation in a way that again, is just because you're selling them with a hook, you know, just like yeah. you are, you know, with any other cold call. Um, and it's surprisingly successful. You know, if you give that, you know, um, gatekeeper reason to talk to you. Uh, it's mm -hmm. a positive thing. You know, you don't come across as a, a jerk or just another salesperson, you know, who's there to get something. Yeah. Um, then it, you can really sway people. So it uh, doesn't work every time, but it works surprisingly well most of the time. Yeah.
<laughs> That's a great example. I can see that working really well. You know, yeah. because, uh, yeah, the gatekeeper often can feel like the overlooked person that, you know, Absolutely. and they're the ones answering. And, yes, they actually can hold a lot of, you know, they do hold a lot of sway because if you get to the person you actually need, you've got to go through them. And it's gonna yeah. they're going to decide whether you, you know, get through or not. How does, yeah. you know, if you're, you know, a salesperson went out there focused on, I'm going to do this cold calling. Okay. Cause it's a real mindset. You yeah. know, that's the thing to be able to do it. So how do you prepare for that? What are like, you know, the mental gymnastics you need to go through? Um, how does a, somebody that's going to do, you know, let's say a sales rep, somebody on your team, how do they, you know, prepare themselves to be able to handle that and all the rejection and things that go with it. And cause I say it's, there's gotta be a lot of frustration. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh Cold calling and, and you know and prospecting in general, I think it's uh, it's up there with public speaking. You know, as far as a list of fears that people have, you know, yeah, um, you know, the, you know, fear of the phone, so to speak. And mm -hmm. you know, hey, that's okay. It's understandable. You know, um, you know, and so you have to be comfortable and say, hey, I know this is going to be a little stressful. I know this can be you're going to encounter a lot of negativity. You know, you got to mm -hmm. kind of know what you're going into. Um, but you know, there's things you can do. Like I always recommend if you're the one doing the calls, you know. Uh, let's say you go into an office uh, in the morning, always do your calls in the morning and do them first thing. Let's say you say, I'm going to cold call for an hour today. Um, when you come into the office, um, don't check your email. Don't check your voicemail. Don't go to social media. Don't even check the news headlines because you don't want anything potentially negative to, get, to throw you off track. Okay. You want to be fresh. You want to be concentrated, okay. good mood. Um, you know, if you've got a morning routine that gets you in a, a great mood to start off with, which a lot of people teach and I'm a big believer in, you know, you're in that you're in that energetic mode. That's the time to get on the um, the phone, not later yeah. in the afternoon. We've been beat up all day. So, um, <laughs> you know, um, so I would start with that. And, you know, when you're calling, you know, the, the key is always it's the next call, you know, and a lot of times we tend to, you know, when you're starting out, you're like, OK, I'm going to make three calls. and OK, I'm going to go take a break. You know, um, don't it's momentum. Momentum is so huge in cold calling. Mm. Uh, and it's because your brain, if you do it a few times, your brain starts to become numb to the results. Um, and so when that person is a jerk or hangs up on you, it's, kind of, it's like, oh, OK, if you immediately start dialing that next number or hit the dot or whatever you're using, uh, it doesn't give your brain a chance to sit there and think, oh, geez, you know, you know, man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm a loser or whatever, you know, right. Um, you know, because that's the way our brains work. We start thinking sure. about what somebody just said. Um, and it's the same thing. Um, and that's a negative example, but it's the same thing on a positive example. Let's say you get on a, a call and the person agrees to, you know, an appointment that you're trying to set up with them. It's like, yes, I feel great. You know, I got an appointment. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go to lunch now and, and get when I get back or I'm going to go tell everybody in the mm -hmm. office I just did great. Um, wrong. That the single best time <laughs> to get an appointment is right after you've set an appointment. Uh, yeah. It's because you've got that chemical high that comes from that. Uh, and mm -hmm. you've got to constantly focus on that, uh, that how to get that next chemical high, you know, right. it's kind of, um, you know, yeah. it's a drug, it's a, addictive, yeah, be a drug <laughs> user, you know, and chasing that high, you know, yeah. so to speak. Um, you know, so there's a lot of little things you can do. But, you know, overall, it, it does come back to the philosophy of what you're actually doing, what you're representing, what you're um, talking to that person about because if you believe in what you're uh, representing what you're selling um you know you should know that there are people out there that desperately need what you've got they, they're in they've been burned by other people 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they don't know a way out of their situation. They don't know that there's a solution that exists. And by you not making that next dial or listening to that negative jerk, um, you're, you know, let's face it, you're kind of messing with that other person that you could be talking to that really needs your help. So it's, it's our responsibility uh, as salespeople or people that are making calls, you know, um, to find that person and help them out because they're waiting for you. And so we got to yeah. kind of constantly remind ourselves of that because, you know, hey, it's a, it's a negative world and uh, we got to focus on, on the good stuff, you know. Yeah. So most importantly, you know, throughout all the cold calling you would do, how do you measure the success of it? you know, of the campaigns you're doing, how do you measure success for your clients? But also if you're a rep, you know, is it just based on the number of appointments you managed to set or do you have more to it? It's, um, I think it all, from a client perspective, uh, just like, you know, in, in digital marketing, for instance, or any other type of marketing, it's all about ROI. Um, yeah. That's why I say, you know, cold calling is most likely not going to work if you're selling a $25 widget. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just, it's not scalable. You need to sell a yeah. million of um you know, but if you're selling a hundred thousand dollar computer, you know, CRM or something, you know, you can you can make hundreds of thousands of calls and it still is worth it. So yeah, um, it, it comes down to ROI specific to your product or service working with the client. Uh, so that's on the client end. On the success of from a I'll say from a personal side, uh, from the person who's making the cold calls, the number one thing I would say is, did you make the call? Uh, you know, that's number one. Um, so you're getting over that hurdle. Um, but, you know, and did you do what you're supposed to do? Did you use the script that you're supposed to use? Um, did, and did you sort of ask for the order, so to speak? Did you use the CTA on the end? Um, and if you did, if you focus on that, that's success. Because if you do that, the other stuff takes care of itself. The appointments, the results, the sales, all that other stuff takes care of itself. So if you focus on goals that are oriented towards the task itself, the work, everything mm-hmm. else takes care of itself. So to me, that's what success means is getting better at doing all those things because uh, the results are going to take care of themselves. Yeah. Uh, if, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. Um, final question. Is there, have you ever seen, cause you've you know, been doing this for a long time. Have you ever seen a particular trait in the people you've worked with that do the cold calling that has shown where they've been more successful or not, you know, cause you mentioned that pretty much it's a, a learned skill. Anybody can be able to do that, but you know, have you seen any particular traits um, in people that have been more successful versus not? Uh, yeah. I, and um, sometimes I, I hesitate to phrase it this way, but I'll, you know, uh, I haven't come up with a better way to explain it, but uh, we've actually have looked at that in our, cold calling teams over the years and you know the the one denominator seems to be are are they uh you know a smart cookie are they um you know do they really care about what they're doing are they willing to work on that skill set uh because if you're if you're just showing up uh and you're not going to be a professional you're not going to study how to become you know how to use your voice you know better how to you know get the right mentality you know if you're not it's like anything if you don't work at it um you're not going to be successful so those who who understand that it's a profession it's a skill set um those are the ones that succeed uh and they're they're smart enough to know that um and uh, not that you know everybody else is a dummy but uh, i think mm-hmm. you know what i mean that um that they're committed to that learning that skill and yeah. those are the people that succeed and you know but it's like anything else in life you know it's uh uh if you don't put the work in and don't take it seriously you're you know if it's a 
you know, just a part-time thing that you're doing just to make 10 bucks an hour, you're, right. you're not going to have success and you're going to do poorly at it. So. Yeah. We always, you know, when we're hiring, we're always looking for people that we know are learning on their own too. You know, mm -hmm. like they're passionate about, you know, their particular, you know, field and that's, you know, they're passionate about that and they're able to continuous, you know, continuously learn. Absolutely. But, not willing to do that, they're not going to be successful no matter what. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge believer in learning continuously, uh, you know, and so uh, that, you're absolutely right. I think that's a fantastic way. And unfortunately, sometimes uh, as small business owners, we get carried away with other stuff. But I think in hiring in particular, you're, you're absolutely right. I think that's probably probably the number one thing to me, because that is what is going to drive their success. So I, I think you're absolutely right, Cash. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been a great conversation. I think, you know, I know I've learned a lot. Um, Robert, how would people, you know, they need a cold calling service. How would they get a hold of you and your company? Yes. Um, they can uh, visit our website, totalbusinessresults.com. Uh, and, you know, the best thing is always to give us a, a call or you can use the contact form in there or whatever. Um, but um, give us a call directly at our office. Uh, the number's on there, but it's 866-231-6776. Uh, and we can talk to you about your situation, you know, I mean, because as you mentioned, co-calling is not for everyone. It, if it doesn't make sense uh, in your industry and you, what you're doing, you know, we'll let you know. If we think it's got potential, you know, um, we'll let you know that too. I mean, we probably turned down eight out of 10 of people who want to hire us because we want to make sure that what we're doing is going to be an effective ROI for you. Because if we think, you know what, you'd be better off doing, you know, digital marketing, um, we're going to tell you that. So, uh, and anybody who's trying to to tell you that one size fits all and one marketing technique uh, mm -hmm. is going to work for everybody, uh, I think they're they're selling you on something. So, uh, but yeah, feel free to give us a call. We're more than happy to talk to you. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like I say, we offer a number of services, but we always want to match up the you know the right strategy with the company, and not every strategy. I'll tell you, flat out, not every one of them's going to work depending on what you do. You know, like I say. You sell it. I, if you sell a tele, uh, twenty-five dollar widget, don't come to me and say, "Hey, let's run pay-per-click ads," because it's not going to be able. To, right. You're not going to get an ROI, and I'll tell yeah. you flat out, you're not going to. Um, this has been a great conversation. My name's Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Master, CEO of Titan Digital. We've been talking about cold calling, which even in 2023, it works. It'll work for the next decade. It's just a matter of you know your audience, who you're trying to call. Yeah, it's. I say it's not about, you know, calling consumers anymore. Stay away from that. It's about businesses, you know, because there are people that will answer the phone because there is somebody that needs your service out there. And if you're willing to call them, you'll, you know, have a high, uh, high likelihood of success connecting with them. Um, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Marketing Masters, the agency power show. This show is produced by Titan Media Works and is a part of the Small Business Delivered Podcast Network. Check out smallbusinessdelivered.com for more info about upcoming shows, hosts, programs, and how you can start your very own podcast.